When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That cold case you're listening to? Nasty stuff. But you know what else is a crime? Missing even a moment of whatever you're doing to go on a drink run. Luckily, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get them delivered in under 60 minutes. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com today. Welcome to Tunes and Tumblers by Atwood Magazine. Listening to music is more than just an auditory experience. Atwood Magazine's Tunes and Tumblers explores the way our senses mingle by pairing new and classic albums with cocktail recipes. We invite you to bring out your inner mixologist as we approach the music we love from a unique, immersive, and thoroughly delicious perspective. So put up your feet and enjoy a cold one on us. I'm your host, Anthony, and as always, I am joined by... Pedro. And Ryan. And they have dubious roles in this whole production. Oh, yeah. But for now, we're going to get down to business and talk about some music and enjoy a little bit of, uh, well, they're going to enjoy a little bit of alcohol. Full disclosure on the last episode, I didn't say this, but I was definitely not drinking. And um, <laughs> I, know that, uh, I know that that comes as a shock to a lot of you. Um, I am currently <laughs> on a, uh, a hiatus from drinking. Hashtag self-care. Hashtag self-care. Um, because we all need to reset our tolerance every once in a while. So me and Ryan are picking up the slack on this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and Drew's helping us. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for, uh, joining me in, in Drew's bedroom. Yeah. Um, it's, it's good to be back in the, uh, in the space. Um, let's catch up. It's been a little bit. Uh, what have you guys uh, been doing? What have you been listening to? Um, on, what was it? I think it was April fool's day. Spotify like gave me a I think they thought it was like a joke discovery playlist um but it was all disco and like covers of disco songs and I love disco so jokes on them I enjoyed the hell out of it it was one of my favorite playlists that they've ever sent me um and had like really good (laughs) stuff Um, that doesn't sound like a job it sounds right up your alley yeah it totally does but I was looking I was like this doesn't look like the usual discovery playlist they send me at all and I, and I had like the regular one that they actually did make for me, but I think it was supposed to be like some huh. sort of April Fool's thing. But like who in their right mind I, would like disco music? I loved it. It was perfect. <laughs> Haven't uh, they ever been to Funky Soul? Exa- I, I don't know. Uh, for yeah, for our listeners so. who aren't based in Los Angeles, Funky Soul is a dance night where all they do is mix um, soul and Motown and funk records. And it is probably the craziest night in Los Angeles. It's the craziest weeknight in Los Angeles. Is it a weeknight? No, it's Saturday. I think it's a Saturday. I'm thinking of Motown Mondays. Motown Mondays. I'm thinking of Motown Mondays. Wait, what is Motown Mondays? We went to that. Did we? Yeah. See, this is why I need to reset my tolerance every (laughs) once in a while. I have no memory of this. Yeah, at the shortstop, Mm. there's like the, the guys in like the pink suits and they were dancing like. This sounds like I had a great time. It was amazing. It's the night I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. But it, <laughs> it was really fun. Fantastic. 
What about you, Ryan? What have you been listening to recently? Yeah, you know what? That's a great question. Um, I have been listening to um, Tierra Whack. I'm finally getting on the Tierra Whack bandwagon. Hungry Hippo is the track that I love, and I've been listening to that on repeat. And that song's like a minute. All those. All, have you guys heard this album? No, dude. It's I'm, all like a minute and twenty second songs, and it's perfect. It's fantastic. It? So uh, I'm I'm at a loss here. I have actually haven't heard of them. What kind of music? R and B, R and B pop singer. Oh, I would, a minute and a half. How you know, I would define it, I'd say. You say a minute and a half, and I instantly think, oh, we're going to go for some thrash punk right now. Okay, see, that's what. I, yeah, that's exactly yeah, what like I was some thinking. grindcore. Yeah, yeah, like a, yeah, like a thirty. Those are like twenty second songs, like a napalm, a napalm death album. That's like forty five songs. Yeah, no, this is uh, forty five songs. Not, not quite, but uh, so I was, I was digging into that. Finally, I kept seeing it, and you know what? I, I think I finally saw it too many times on like um, Tinder profiles. Like you know, you can link your Spotify with oh, Tinder. Yeah. So. I kept seeing it and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to make a playlist of the songs that I see on this app. And Tierra Whack kept coming up and it kept saying, you've already added this song, idiot. You know, and Spotify is like, do you want to add it again or not? You know, that's the voice I hear it in because Spotify is very passive aggressive. We need to remember this, but we should definitely link that Spotify playlist below the podcast when we post this. What's it called? Right Swipes? Right Swipes? Well, it is now. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's weird. I don't know, but you know everyone's screenshotting on that app. Come on, let's, oh, like, yeah. let's not let's not let's not play games. Yeah, We're not I, you know who you are. We're, this this could kind of be a, a podcast of its own, talking about our experiences on dating apps. But oh, Lord. I recently saw an ad on Instagram, and recently I mean like when I was dating, um, that was just like it was a dating app, but for sharing profiles with your friends, which is what you do anyway. Like you just send a profile yeah. to your friend and be like. What do you think of his mustache? So much thoughts. <laughs> like, what, yay or nay? Thoughts. <laughs> thoughts. It's thoughts on this thought. Yeah. What about what you? you? Think about this thought, Tiana. Uh, I actually haven't heard thought, Tiana yet. I'm saving that for a special occasion. Just wow. need to uh, get home <laughs> from work. What could that be? Lather myself up with with some eucalyptus body lotion. Oh sit on the, oh the couch and like make sure my roommate is like not around before I stick my feet in her foot massager. <laughs> <laughs> And put Tatiana on the radio. Boy. Uh, premium really subscribers can really get high quality uh, pictures of this. Uh, Beautiful. But well, you got to tell us what you're listening to. Okay. Yeah. So um, as as you all know, um, a, a band from all of our past has made a comeback in, in recent times. Uh, no, I am not talking about the Black Keys. I'm talking, in fact, about the great pop punk group of our generation, the Jonas Brothers. They're going to finish what they started. Did you say they pop are. punk? Yeah, heavy on the pop. Oh boy! Look, look, the year three thousand wanted so Ryan, badly. I can see Ryan's vein like, coming out. Of his <laughs> the year three thousand wanted so badly to be an Alistair song. Like it was, it was, uh, it was thirsty. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, so they've come out with a couple of new songs. I mean, "Sucker" is the one that's on the radio that mm-hmm. everyone knows. But very recently, they came out with uh, um, their follow-up, which is called "Cool." Mm-hmm. And I was just excited. I was hyped to hear more of the uh, the the pop sound. I mean, like they were kind of uh, moving in that direction anyway. There was like a whole controversy that they had like copied "Feel It Still" to make "Sucker." Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah, Portugal, yeah, the man, that. was leading that charge. Mm. Um, but mm. then I heard "Cool," and it seemed like a left turn a little bit. Like, 
yeah, this is uh, Sucker is the pop song that's going to get us noticed again. But this is what we still are. We're still going to play our guitars and we're not going to like drown them in the mix. Like we're going to throw a guitar solo in a pop song that's playing next to Ariana Grande. And I respect the heck out of that. It's a good song. It's not. I, I like. It. Yeah, I can't lie. I like it. Yeah. I mean, like it's not reinventing the wheel, but like to have a pop group just embrace instrumentation mm-hmm. like no one does that right now. Mm-hmm. And, and I love that anyway so that's where you're at yeah um if you want we can talk about this at length in our next tunes and tumblers i will i will force that down all of our throats we're gonna have to recreate like the album the 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 cover art oh yeah yeah you know to 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 be fair that you know that anyone any manager or record label head was like all right fellas here's the deal we need a (laughs) we need to feel it still we're in the red we need to feel it still I you want you my advice? Me, I need you to make me feel it again. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just know there's like at every bar from like Highland Park to like Marina Del Rey, there's like a guy telling a band that we need you need to feel it still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need something people listen to in their cars and in vitamin water ads. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Well, <laughs> I'm glad they were able to get theirs. Um so I think I we're we're ready to dive in, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. let's let's, do uh, it. let's, yeah. let's walk into the bar. Yeah, our uh, um, our I think our bouncer knows who we are by we're now. We're regulars. We're regulars. We don't need to show our ID. <laughs> All right, Ryan, uh, you're in charge of the jukebox as always. What are we listening to today? We're going to be listening to "Golden Hour" by Casey Musgraves, um, a country album that won Album of the Year at the Grammys, and it's um. It's country, but it's really so many things. There's a little, there's a little bit of cosmic country actually. When we were listening to it a bit, it's chock full of some fantastic ballads, a little bit of like disco in a couple places, and it's channeling a little bit of. It's it's got so many things going on, and I can't wait to dig into it. Yeah, well, I think if we're gonna dig into it, we we need a little bit of an aid, a um, little bit of uh, something to grease the gears, so to speak. Uh, Pedro, what are you making for us today? I got you. Um, so this album. Listening to it, 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 Ryan's dead on. It's it's country, but it's also so much more than that. Um, and it, it's when when I was listening to it, it struck me as an album that would be great to like get out of town for the weekend and relax and do like nothing, maybe by yourself, maybe with a couple close friends. Whatever the case, it's an album that you just like kick back to and enjoy the sun and your surroundings. Um, and you know it's uh, my my favorite song on the album is Golden Hour, and we'll talk more about that later. But I wanted to sort of um, the the album really creates a lot of visuals for me, so I wanted to sort of make something that was pretty and tasty, fresh, um, and also fairly easy to get into um, and easy to make. So, being that she's from Texas, and uh, I decided to go with being that she's from Texas, I decided to go with tequila. Um, cause it's also, uh, coming from Mexican household, it's a great way to drown your sorrows. And I feel like she does a little bit of that in this album. <laughs> um, and it's also, you know, it's a great liquor for having some fun, um, and chilling out. So we're going with a, it's a kind of a plan of tequila sunset. Um, so, but instead of all like the grenadine and very sugary juices, we're using, uh, we're using some silver tequila, a little tiny bit of agave nectar, um, a little ruby red grapefruit juice on top of that. And then you kind of fill up your glass with some fresh lemonade. Or if you're not feeling up to making fresh lemonade, feel free to get some uh, some from the grocery store. 
and then uh, just float it with some some uh, some club soda. It's nice and bubbly. It's refreshing. It's delicious. Very enjoyable. And um, you can garnish it with whatever you want. Maybe cherries, maybe grapefruit, a lemon. I decided to go with uh, Basil Butterflies because I really like Basil, and she has a song called Butterflies on the album. Yeah, I don't know if you're picturing that at all, but looking at it, it looks exactly like a sunset. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted. I wanted it to be to reflect the golden hour, and we're calling it a golden hour. Well, this looks delicious, and I absolutely can't wait to get started. But first, I think we need to raise a toast. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Cheers. To Casey. Mm. So first things first, um, let's talk about reactions. Uh, you listened to this album. What were your first thoughts? So yeah, this this album goes to so many different places. It's really such a journey, which you touched on when you were describing the uh, drink that we're having with this, which I'm going to take another sip of. But um, it's really good. Yeah, this has those wonderful ballads like Butterflies. So there's a lot of the excitement of getting to know somebody a little bit, which is makes it even it makes it great for a road trip. What you were talking about, yeah. you know, like taking your first kind of trip with somebody, but. Um, I was impressed with how many different, how many different genres it dipped its toe in. You kind of have like a, a bit of a disco track that could have been on like a Madonna record or something. I feel like, and you also just had these fantastic ballads like Butterflies. So I was, I was loving all the places it took me when I was listening to it, and um, I, the one thing that when I listened to it again when we were listening on the way here was the, um, the Daft Punk esque. Uh, vocals at the oh, beginning of, oh, what a world. Uh, of what a world yeah. yeah and that one that one really caught me caught me off guard a bit mm-hmm. and i liked i really liked what they the decision on that i'm curious how that went down in the studio or how who weighed in on that but yeah so that those are my those are my main thoughts overall on it um yeah i i think like um regarding oh what a world as soon as i heard that i realized she pretty much has full creative control of this. Like yeah. she's a Nashville artist. This ordinarily wouldn't fly. Um, how, how are we going to market this? You know, we're in a room, we're a bunch of executives. How are we going to sell this to um, country listeners? Like, how would we do that? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The, well, the interesting thing is, is apparently from what I've heard was the first, the last album, they did a whole, the whole campaign was to push it was to do a big radio campaign, like a push to country radio. And really like that was the main strategy Mm -hmm. and it didn't, I don't think it did incredibly well. So I think the manager switched it up this time around and said, well, we're actually, instead of pushing it to radio, we're going to market it as like sort of a kind of an outsider country thing a little bit. Like it doesn't really fit at all. Mm -hmm. And that campaign really helped it, I think. And, um, and that worked brilliantly. I thought, I mean, seeing where it ended up, you know, it won the you know, country song of the year and it got best album and it just cleaned up. So, I, but it was like, it was really inspiring to listen to for me. Um, because it's coming from such a traditional, um, formulaic place. It's, it's, she's a, she's a country artist, but at the same time, she's, she's really doing it in her own way, which I really liked. And, um, it like sort of like the lyrics and the themes and everything. It didn't, it didn't make me feel like I was listening to a country album, um, it, but it did make me feel it did it did feel like homey to me, right? Um, and it it was very it it felt very honest, which was kind of cool. And it wasn't playing to one specific crowd. It was it, it was an album for everybody, 
Um, and it's like you said, is like the perfect way to describe it. She was dipping a toe in like so many different things that she obviously likes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really appreciated it. Um, especially with like high horse. I, I, like I've already said, huge disco fan, anything that even smells remotely like disco, I'm into it. Um, yeah. Spotify does know you. Well, that's what we've learned. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. It's not even a joke. Uh, yeah, it's really not. It's kind of scary. They probably know me better than I know myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, like when that popped up in the album, I was like, oh shit, this is, this is totally different. I, I love this. This is dope. Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty inspiring for me. Yeah. And, uh, I completely agree with both of you. I love this record. Um, I personally think it deserved to win album of the year, but I, the fact that it did, and there has been no backlash. I mean, you think about uh, a couple of years ago when, um, Adele beat Beyonce mm-hmm. and there was an uproar, even from Adele, she was like, do you even know how great lemonade was? Yeah. And then before that there was Beck beating Beyonce. And of course, like, you know, Kanye <laughs> about to run up and then thinking better of himself, like, look how much I've grown, guys. I'm only going to half act out. But why do you think uh, there's been a lot of talk about how the Grammys um, don't recognize black performers the way that they should? Mm-hmm. They, you know, when was the last time a hip hop record won album of the year? I mean, that was that was Outkast in 2004. Mm-hmm. Um, why do you think this time around there's no... Uh, there's no movement to like kind of bring attention to this. Do you think everyone just thinks she deserves it? Mm, I mean, I'm sure there's people who don't, but, but it's like, but it's like I said, it was, it was definitely an album for everybody. It wasn't one specific fan base winning. Like, you know, it wasn't one fan base being like my artist one. I feel like anyone who would listen to this album and could appreciate it would be like, you know what I get, I get why it won. As far as like, you know, the Grammys and the voting and all that stuff, I don't know any of that. And Grammys are winning a Grammys fine. Um, but like, I get it. It, it, I think, I think sometimes in situations like that, the real, um, really excellent work like comes through and gets recognized. And I think it might've been one of those moments. Yeah. I think it's a couple things. I mean, but they, like when Beck got record of the year, like I, I hadn't even heard that and I'm a Beck fan. So everyone's like, who listened to this? You know? <laughs> I, I was a big thing with that. But with, with golden hour, I think a lot of people actually heard that dug it were mm. really into it. It made a ton of best of, it made like every best of list. So it didn't feel out of the blue. And I think why you didn't see a huge backlash also is because, um, I, I mean, childish Gambino got record of the year, right? Yeah. So where you keep wait. saying record and we mean album. Yeah. I mean, this is this is our. our they call second. it. Well, they say or got song. This is America got song of the song year. Of the year of but the year. they call it yep. record of the year. It's, a it's weird. Both. It's, it's strange that they record say it is that like way. record is the recording itself. Yeah. Like, how did this recording sound? How was it made? And song is just the composition. Mm-hmm. Like okay. looking purely at how the song is written, which one was the best one? Yeah. Got it. And then album is the album. Mm-hmm. All right, this has been your mansplaining section by Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's why. Maybe as an album, as a, you know, one big piece, it just, it works really well. Yeah, I definitely heard a lot of different things going on in this album. And, you know, I was trying to pinpoint a couple of things here. What does this make me think of when I listen to it? And it's not really a country record yeah it's not at all it doesn't make me think of reba shania twain carrie underwood none of the uh, the classics um but it did remind me 
of one band from the early 2000s that I was obsessed with. And I want you two to guess what that band is. Oh, man. Um, from from early 2000s? Talking 2003 oh, is man. when they were big. One hit wonder from 2003. <laughs> there were so many. I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Evanescence. I'm, I'm trying to think. No. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Simple plan. <laughs> Simple plan. Yeah, I mean... We can we can extrapolate on that a little bit. Uh, Casey Musgraves <laughs> doing pop punk. Um, we'll no, it was uh, Fountains of Wayne. Fa- oh, okay. interesting. Yeah, I see that. You are a big Fountains of Wayne fan. Yes, and I, I feel like the more we do this podcast, I'm going to become Mr. Brings Up Fountains of Wayne. <laughs> Everything will be put up in comparison to Fountains of Wayne. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is that Welcome Interstate Managers is the best pop album ever. And I will fight you on that. <laughs> That's at Anthony Kozlowski. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, a- at A.H. At Kozlowski. Western <laughs> Avenue tonight at 9.15. Uh, so Fountains of Wayne is a power pop group for mm-hmm. those of you who have never listened to Stacy's mom. And in that case, you're a monster. <laughs> <laughs> or born post 2003. <laughs> but, you know, I got into that album. It was, I, I wasn't really into music as a mm-hmm. kid. I listened to country music a lot because that's what was playing on my, my mom's stereo. Mm-hmm. I listened to the Forrest Gump soundtrack because we had that. Yeah. And I loved Savage Garden because my mom bought that album for me when I was seven. <laughs> so I, my exposure to pop music was very limited. And when I was given the Fountains of Wayne album, I listened to it front to back. And there was something about the way these songs were composed and about how personal they were that really drew me to them. These are guys who write really fun, hooky pop songs on guitars that are about very specific Mm -hmm. things. Uh, So they have songs all about like getting a red dragon tattoo to get like the girl you like to love you. (laughs) Or... Yeah, yeah. It's very 2000. It is really specific. 2003 <laughs> thing, for sure. Yeah. 2003 move. It's like bowling for soup type stuff. And like in Golden Hour, she does the same thing. I mean, you've got these highly evocative and serene songs like Slow Burn that kind yeah. of just bring you into a mood. They get really psychedelic on uh, Oh, What a World. Um, but then the lyrics aren't drawing these like big canvases. Like we're not talking about... Um, you know, we're going to talk about the abstract idea of love or the abstract idea of loss. Um, one song that I really, really love is uh, Lonely Weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lonely Weekend is just a song about her not knowing what to do because her lover's out of town and just being like, well, you know, if my sister was in town, I'd hang out with her. Maybe I'll just stay in. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'll go for a walk. Like trying to... And, and, and just being okay with that. And I think mm-hmm. that that's the big thing. She's not talking about heartbreak. She's just like, I'm by myself. I'm going to do me. And it's a very intimate moment. Yeah. Um, so there's this song on a Fountains of Wayne record that nobody's listened to <laughs> uh, from 2007 called uh, Traffic and Weather. You should download it. It is great. Um, there's a song on there called Michael and Heather at the Baggage Claim. Can you guess what that song's about? <laughs> I, I have no idea. I, I no. No idea. It's about waiting in line at In-N-Out. <laughs> All right, Pedro, you've won another drink. <laughs> it's it's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's uh, this couple have gotten off the plane and they're waiting for their luggage at a carousel and it doesn't come and the... Uh, airline has lost it and it all comes down to this moment where they're really stressed and in the cab and Michael turns to Heather and just says like have you had enough of all this and she's like no because I'm with you and 
that's all it is. And the song ends on that moment. And the sentiment of that and the sentiment of a song like Lonely Weekend match up perfectly. And the songs sound similar. Mm Mm-hmm. It makes me wonder. <laughs> Maybe she's also a big Fountains. All right. Uh, Drew, can you get Casey Musgraves on the phone? We're going to ask her <laughs> what she thinks of Fountains of Wayne. We'll wait. This podcast nobody's heard of in Los Angeles would like Casey Musgraves to uh, to answer our question. Um, are you saying like, you know, country, it doesn't really sound like country. It Like, you know, it doesn't sound like Reba, Shania, you know, more the more recent country stuff. But when I was listening to... I'll come back to it. Golden Hour, it is my favorite song. But like when I heard that song, it immediately struck me as like a classic. It became one of my favorite songs, like full stop. Um, but it remi- it made me. But it's because it made me think of like older country artists, maybe like um, Linda Ronstadt, um, Patsy Cline, and maybe like even a little Dolly Parton in there. It was something even more classic. It was something with even deeper roots, and she brought it up and she did it in a really good way. Um, very. Uh, her lyrics in that are just it's a beautiful song to me I love that song Um, so I think she went even further back than what most people are used to oh yeah and uh, another artist did that recently who who likes Mark Ronson oh I love Mark Ronson sure Uh, so that song that he did with Miley Cyrus, Love um, that song. yeah, what's, what's it called? Uh, nothing breaks like a heart. Nothing breaks like a heart. That reminded me so much of, of like Dolly Parton era. Yeah. It's, it's country. like, a, it's like a new Jolene. Yeah. It is like a new Jolene. You got the, the sad bangers from yeah, Mark Ronson. Yeah. I, I love that song. That's a guy who doesn't play by rules. He's just like, I don't care what the genre is. I'm going to make, I'm going to make funk music. I'm mm-hmm. going to make pop music. I'm going to. And what, I, what do you want? I love how clear his phases are too. He's like, I'm really into this right now and I'm going to make a bunch of it. And then it's like changes every now and then. Is he coming out with a full album for nothing breaks like a heart? I don't know. He, know. he does so much. He just works with everybody. I think and does what he wants. Cause if yeah, we get a know. full country album from oh Mark Ronson, well, we kind of did mm. with Joanne. Oh yeah, that's right. That's, my, yeah. that's right. He produced, he produces everything. Lady yeah, Gaga yeah, does. Man. I forgot about he's, that. He's uh, he's the guy, he's the guy to go to. Because he can do it, he can do it all. But we're talking about Casey Musgraves, so she can also kind of do it all. Yeah, and I've I've heard a lot of people say they like this. Um, I listen to a lot of country music on set. Um, I have my little speaker and I play whatever I want at my cart, <laughs> and a lot of it includes country. And sometimes I'll get people being like, "Ew, country music! I don't like mm. that." And or, or I'll be like, "Oh, you don't like country?" They're like, "Well, I like Casey Musgraves." Yeah. What do you mm. think that means? <laughs> she's, I guess she's just somehow more palatable. But why? She doesn't have, she doesn't have the obvious like references. She doesn't have, mm-hmm. it's a little more subtle. I think. Yeah. I think modern country is, first of all, it's, it's even hard to even know what that is anymore. Cause so much of it is so, so much country is pop or hip hop influenced. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it, what makes it country is just a reference, the references to the obvious things I feel like to, you know, objects and yeah, you know, my truck and my yeah, it's, beer, it's more, my so, girl with her hair in a ponytail. It's uh yeah, it's a, it's more of like a, seems like it's associated with almost like a lifestyle thing more so than any kind of, it's not about that, the twang. It's not about the banjo or the guitar. Yeah. Like, it's there are people who will, there are people who will fight you on that Ryan. Mm, that's that's fair. They will. I'm ready. I mean, I'm looking <laughs> around. I'm looking around this room, and I I think if they came here, we'd have 
pretty good shot. I mean, some of the stuff I'm looking around here. Um, there are swords uh, on the wall for our listeners. There are there are three swords. We have the them wall. specifically for when we state unpopular opinions. Oh, hey, there's, <laughs> and there's a couple of spears over there too. Wow, Dope. what a what a recording studio. I like it. And, and and listeners can't see this, but we do have bangles here that will be released uh, in case any conflict should arise. And they're, so um, they are white bangles, and their their names are uh, Siegfried and Roy. Oh no! Indeed, indeed. Um, yeah, I. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, for some reason it. Um, yeah, it didn't feel like because I think people seem to have this like aversion to country because they think listening to it, it like it. It, you're you think of a certain it conjures like a certain image or a certain type of person or a certain lifestyle that you may not identify with not everyone can relate when, to it yeah or relate to it so much and this oh. didn't really do that i feel that album doesn't really do that it doesn't play on those the usual themes for a song like in the country charts maybe mm-hmm. but i don't know someone probably get, come up to me and go well it's all about you know what do you mean it's all about you know it's all life yeah. it's all life partner which what you don't talk about your tractor all the time <laughs> you know i'm not would. making fun i no. would if i had one um but who can afford that i mean i can't i can barely I, afford rent in this city yeah i can't <laughs> afford a tractor one day i'm gonna live in my tractor give to our patreon <laughs> yeah but the thing is if you spend any amount of time in the middle of the country i mean there are great swaths of the u.s where country it's music game. and country lifestyle are uh life like they're everywhere um i've spent a lot of time in louisiana visiting my sister i've spent a lot of time living in kentucky working on garbage movies um i've uh so you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sit here and say that i'm an expert like i know the working man uh but but i i definitely understand like how small your world gets because of of like just there's no proximity to like the things that we're used to and country music kind of speaks to that um that 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 sense of small town living that sense of of like uh the intimacy of being in uh a place where you like everyone who's near you you know their name Mm -hmm. and i mean even if it is given to you by millionaires wearing cowboy boots right um yeah, and I think like a lot of people, especially in bigger cities, just don't understand that. The same thing could be said about rap music too. Like, there's right. a lot of people who are like, I don't listen to country music and I don't listen to rap music. Mm-hmm. That feels like a very something you would have put in your MySpace bio in like 2007, <laughs> the same year you were listening to that Fountains of Wayne album that nobody's heard. Uh, <laughs> well, it it also could be because you know cer- certain genres are definitely targeted toward a specific fan. Like right. they they know what wants to be heard from them, um, they think they know. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they at least assume. Um, and with Golden Hour, I think she definitely did tap into some of that a little bit. She she sort of she kept the values, but she made it sound a little different. And it, there's there's parts of the album where it's clear she's open to something bigger. She's open to she's open to everything around her. Um, it's- Really funny you bring that up because I was reading about her composing Slow Burn, the album opener, and yeah. that was done after she like dropped some acid with her friends and just like started writing what was coming to her. Yeah. But that's... Is that... God, it's so funny to imagine that happening. I wonder. Uh, to be a fly on the wall and her <laughs> dropping acid. 
I want to know all about that. I want to know she, where she, they were. You should yeah. go to Nashville. It's a hell of a town, she man. She does seem like someone I would love to like drink with. She, I feel like she would be a lot of fun to party with. Who's she married to? This seems oh, like his a, name is. Oh, damn it! Something with Kelly. Yeah, right? something Kelly. Something Kelly. I, I want to say. Oh my gosh. R. Kelly. Yeah. R. Kelly. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> you take that back, sir. No, Ro- Robert. Robert Kelly. Robert. He goes by R. Kelly. He goes by R. Kelly. It's Robert. Robert. You know. Robert. We're going to have to do a little bit of a rebranding here, Robert. <laughs> yeah. 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 Speaking of what, I mean, we were, you touched on a little bit about like people don't listen to rap or country, but what's so funny is that because very often what it comes down to, like if you push somebody on that, like, mm-hmm. if you go, oh, why not? Because usually the way they preface it is like, I love all kinds of music. I'm super open except for rap and country. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, like two of the biggest genres in the world right now. You're just completely closed off to. Like, what what are you talking about? That's most of the market right there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. um, it's really silly. We're like, you know, but... But in a, an adults especially, which I love when like adults, oh, yeah. when you tap into it, like when they weigh out on anything on, new, <laughs> like a Fox News pundit or someone who goes on, like, look, Tucker, I mean, all it is, it's about the bitches and the bling. It's like some, it's like some fucking chode in a bow tie, like saying that on something. And it's like, let's, I, I just, I, I remember like you see that and you're like, okay, what did the Beach Boys sing about? The same things. Like if that's going to be your argument, you have right. to look at all of rock and roll and like, like look at the Beach Boys songs. I get around. Like it's all about cars and mm-hmm. status and girls. It's like what is For, that really the problem? No, it's they have a problem with something else. We're um, talking about the resurgence of the moment. Like a little bit ago, that was Queen, but right now it's Motley Crue because of that Dirt movie. Oh, yeah. Look at anything that Motley Crue did or sang about. Like it was the same thing. They were post Malone. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. They were they're they're the anal the 80s analog for post Malone. You fight me on that. We all look at the end of the day. <laughs> Anthony's starting a lot of fights in this episode. <laughs> yeah. I'm just bitter because there's He's no casting. alcohol in my in my sunset. <laughs> He's casting a lot of lines out. Yeah. Like I need to feel something. Somebody hit me. <laughs> yeah, so I think the thing is at the end of the day, no matter what you're singing about, you know, we all want the same things at the end of the day. Yeah. That's a good point, actually. On that note, I think we're running a little low on time until last call, but I think we still have enough time here to play that little game that we came up with last week, Hashtag Mood. Hashtag Mood is where we each try to create a little Spotify playlist of four songs based on moods that we've each written on pieces of paper and thrown in a fishbowl. So without further ado, let's start with you, Pedro. Reach into that fishbowl and pull out a mood. All right, here we go. Okay, the mood I pulled is... You've woken up with only 15 minutes until work and need an adrenaline shot to get you there on time. I think off the top of my head, I would need some some music that I just that just kind of pumps me up. So I would go with um, "Aerosol Can" by Major Lazer. Ooh. Um. Uh, uh. What's it called? I'm. I don't speak French, so I'm gonna butcher this. It's uh, "A Cause de Garçon" by Yell, but the Tepper remix. Um, I would go with Platypus by Green Day because that one just like really gets me going. Oh wow! Um, and what was the last one? Um, Don't Mug Yourself by The Streets. Ooh, yeah, those songs just kind of like pump up my energy a little bit. Yeah. So to get to get to work in the morning, 
15 minutes yeah that's that i think i think those would definitely be on that playlist for me just take to the la streets and a bulldozer basically yeah yeah why not all right i think ryan's up all right here i go wow (laughs) beta fish yeah his name is moody (laughs) mr limpet moody the (laughs) tunes and tumblr beta fish my man mr limpet (laughs) wow all right here we go it's friday night yeah, and you're on the road driving. Oh, sorry, I flashback to Power 106 days. You're on the road driving back to your hometown. You're heading straight to an old local bar to meet some old friends you haven't seen in a while. Okay, let's see. For this one, I think I would go with. Um, I'd probably have to start with Big Star in the Street because um, that's just such a classic. Being and like back home, not knowing what to do, we're just gonna take the car and hang around. Power Pop Man. Power Pop Man. Mm-hmm. Bringing it back. The Bounds of Wayne. Power Big Pop. Star. <laughs> Big Star. Alex Chilton. You got to go with that one. Um, I would probably go into um, My Old School by Steely Dan, which the chorus is, uh, or the, the refrain is, I'm never going back to my old school. Yeah, it's not, I, I'm from the Valley. I'm from around here. So this is, um, you know, it's not much of a it's a short drive it's a short drive yeah (laughs) and i don't always enjoy you know going back to those old places so you gotta you know you gotta hype yourself up a bit with some comedy and some tongue-in-cheek and steely dan's my old school does that i'd go next probably into um because you're putting on airs you know or you're you're changing up a little bit for when you're seeing old friends when you're going there so i'd probably put on the changeling by the doors and uh that's just a great driving around song Mm -hmm. in la that always makes me feel feel that but feel a certain kind of way. Uh, <laughs> and then um, just because you have to prep yourself for a very certain kind of person that's still very much real, I would probably go with Valley Girl by uh, <laughs> Moon uh, Moon Unit Zappa. Ooh, that's where I'm going nice. back to, baby. I'm going back to the Valley. <laughs> so like so you're just a Frank Zappa and all things Zappa fan. Oh, you know it. 110%. Oh, man. So, I lived with somebody like that in college. Really? Yeah, all he talked about was Frank Zappa and Steely Dan. I'm going back there right now. All right, I think this is, uh, it's my turn. Let's, yep. let's get that fishbowl. Mine says, your nephew just got his yellow belt. <laughs> <laughs> what I an occasion. you were joking. <laughs> well, I need to think really long and hard about such a momentous occasion for, for my nephew and, and our whole extended family. That's like mean. <laughs> so we're heading on down to the Burbank Mall to pick him up from Taekwondo. <laughs> oh man, what a mood. What a mood, Ryan. Um, so I think we're going to start things off with the obvious and go with uh, You're the Best Around by, by Joe Esposito. Oh yeah. Uh, the, the consummate end of a karate session song. Um, after that, we're going to get into We Are the Champions by Queen. Dig it. Yeah, because this, uh, this is a big deal. Yellow Belt, uh, w- what is that? Like, um, right right smack dab in the middle between white and white and black? Yeah, something like that. And it's, yeah, I like that one because it's not only, it's not just him, but it's you. Yeah. <laughs> it's about you, too. Yeah, you this there. isn't just about... This is, this is a victory for the whole family. Yeah, this you is... Sacrificed. We none of us, are the champions. None of us made it through college. Like, he's the first one to, like, engage in an extracurricular activity of he's any kind. He's the first one to graduate in any way. Yeah. <laughs> you could have been at the Coral Tree Cafe looking for phone numbers in the bathroom stall, but you were watching those those demonstrations. Looking for phone numbers. Yeah, and, and everyone's coming up asking, too, which yeah. one's your son? I'm like, oh, no, that's my nephew. And, <laughs> 
getting a lot of weird looks, but I don't care. This is a big deal. <laughs> All right. So number three is in that same vein. It's a uh, DNA by Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> oh, interesting! I like that. Okay. I like that. Yeah, and then we're we're gonna finish so... it off uh, off strong with uh, "Wolf Like Me" by TV on the radio. Nice. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, that's for the ce- celebratory pizuki you're getting afterward. Yes. <laughs> From who? <laughs> who? Who am I getting it for? <laughs> for the, the every, for rotary, everyone. The rotary. <laughs> so if you want to listen to any of these mood playlists, uh, just click the link below our podcast here you'll get uh, all those grooving tunes for when you're late for work or meeting old friends or just watching your uh your your uh adjacent relative get a yellow belt <laughs> <laughs> oh and it uh it sounds like it's last call right here so it's time to wrap it up uh, any uh any final thoughts guys well, I'm glad I got to hear. We got to hear the songs you wanted to hear, you know, on the jukebox. Because there's nothing worse than leaving a bar when your song isn't played yet. There's a really angry bachelorette party over there, though. <laughs> you did not want to listen to any of it. <laughs> um, take this album. Take a road trip up to like the central coast of Donna California. Anna. Yeah, or like Northern California. Go to the middle of nowhere with someone you really like, and just hang out and do some mushrooms. Yeah, or just yeah. drink the cocktail that we're providing for you. All right, yeah. <laughs> I did. Whatever, it. no judgment. <laughs> well, that's it for Tunes and Tumblers, the only podcast we're aware of that mixes music and delicious cocktails. As always, I'm your host, Anthony. I'm your mixologist, Pedro. I'm your music expert, Ryan. Tunes and Tumblers is produced by Drew Franzblau and is an Atwood Magazine podcast. Be sure to follow Atwood on all of our socials. And until next time, cheers. 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 Thank you.